It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. From the G Family Performance Center in Edmond, Oklahoma, welcome to another episode of the Locked On Thunder podcast. I am your gracious and humble host, Eric G, the Mad Hatter, saying thank you so much for making us a part of your day. Coming up on this episode from Locked On Thunder, we will hear from the Thunder's Big Three. In segment number one, Paul George will talk about last night's loss to the New Orleans Pelicans and what the big, what what were the big issues for the Oklahoma City Thunder? Um, why did we only see defense last night really towards the end of the fourth quarter or the midway point of the fourth quarter? Paul George will discuss that. We'll hear from Stephen Adams in segment number two. He'll tell us what the big problem with last night's game was. And then we'll close it out with Russell Westbrook and what he had to say about last night's loss and, and where the Thunder go from here as they get ready to play the Denver Nuggets. We'll also do our best in segment number two to solve the Patrick Patterson issue because it's not an easy situation for Billy Donovan. You could go Twin Towers, but is that the move you really want to make? And if you're looking to bolster your roster, has Patrick Patterson so damaged his value that he's not a guy that you can get rid of? And if anybody was looking to get rid of him, maybe they see him as a possible salary dump. And I don't I don't envy don't envy Sam Presti when trying to figure out that one. And then finally, we'll talk about the Western Conference as we look at the standings right now. The New Orleans Pelicans, who would be the tenth team in the NBA, they would be in the tenth slot, even though they beat Oklahoma City last night, are just four and a half games out of first place. And where are the Oklahoma City Thunder? Well, they're in third, just a half game out of the one spot in the Western Conference. So what does that mean about the West? Is it a good conference? Is it a conference where everyone's just even? Or is it, in fact, mediocre? What what can we really glean from what we're seeing early on this year in on that side of the NBA standings? This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. My name's Eric G. I work for 1340 The Game in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. I've covered the Thunder now for five seasons. If you like what you hear, please go to LockedOnThunder.com and subscribe to this podcast via Apple iTunes. Also, rate us five stars if you think we're worth it on Apple iTunes. And you can also get us at Google, Stitcher, Spotify, and Alexa. It's the Locked On Thunder podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Second go-around with the New Orleans Pelicans, things were a heck of a lot different for the Oklahoma City Thunder last night. As we saw, Anthony Davis is an MVP candidate, and whether or not he was just charged up because of his pitiful performance, pitiful performance against the Thunder in Game 1, or the first game they played against each other this year at the Chesapeake Energy Arena, or he was just upset about the fact that people were starting to tout Paul George for MVP, Although I feel like most of those were here in Oklahoma City. But who knows? Maybe Anthony Davis listens to this podcast. Whatever it was that got him charged up, he was absolutely unstoppable last night. And it didn't matter what 
Steven Adams did. Didn't matter uh, what Nerlens Noel. Anybody who got stuck guarding Anthony Davis. And there were a lot of switches. And you'd see Dennis Schroeder get stuck on Anthony Davis. It didn't matter. Uh, you weren't going to shut him down last night. He just he had a hell of a game scoring over 40 points. And those nights, they're just going to happen in the association. And sometimes you're going to lose to a team that you're better than and their two all-stars are going to outperform your two all-stars just enough to win. And that's what happened with Oklahoma City last night. The most frustrating thing about last night's game, though, was that the defense would only show up in spots again. This is the third straight game, so it's no longer an anomaly. It's no longer nothing to not be concerned about. It is a trend that in three straight games, the Oklahoma City Thunder have not played consistent defense. And whether it's a situation of them taking their opponent too lightly, or they're just tired, or they don't want to give the effort, whatever the deal is, that has got to get solved and get solved here in the next few hours as they get ready to take on the Denver Nuggets, or they're going to get completely blown out of the arena tomorrow night against the Denver team who already played hell with them here one time in Oklahoma City. Um, I look at last night's game, and I saw the last few minutes, the last few minutes of that fourth quarter, I thought the Thunder played great, especially on defense, but at no point... Um, that I think, even with the way it was going, were they ever going to win that game? Even when it got close, I just somehow felt like it was New Orleans night. Somehow they would figure out a way to tip the balance. And that's what happened. And I, the for Oklahoma City and for Billy Donovan, I mean, I don't know what you can say to us. I don't know what you can say to your players. But the sense of urgency that the Thunder play with is so odd because it just kind of comes and goes throughout games or at least these last three games that's what that's what it's been there's no there's really no consistency at all within the Oklahoma City Thunder right now but especially when it comes to urgency and understanding that you've got to beat this team in order to maintain your one seed in the Western Conference even though it is still only December it just it, it shows up periodically and, and then it just leaves. It, it leaves for long periods of time. And then it shows up when the Thunder kind of have that oh crap moment. And last night, the oh crap moment came about midway through the fourth quarter where they realized they weren't going to win that game unless they started making some miraculous plays. As far as the last shot of the game goes, and I probably should have led with this today, but I didn't. As far as the last shot of the game goes, no issue at all with Alex Abrinas taking that last shot last night. Um, reason being is Alex Abrinas is supposed to be a, a, a three-point shooter. Percentages be damned at this point. Alex Abrinas is supposed to be a 3-and-D guy. And if that is what you are, then you've got to show that you can step up in big moments. And I'd rather have Alex Abrinas get that shot in December than sometime later in the year where it might actually cost the Thunder a little bit more. And yeah, I know what you're going to say. Hey, you've been telling us that all these games matter for the Oklahoma City Thunder. And yeah, they do, but guy's got to get his opportunity. A guy has to show that he's worth something through the team. And unfortunately for Alex Abrinas, what he's going to find out is that Russell Westbrook's never going to trust him again in that situation. And Russ could have gone Russ could have gone to the rim, but you were going to be facing Anthony Davis and very well could have got your shot blocked. You also could have drawn the foul, but ultimately... You gave Alex Sabrinas a shot. Russ wasn't selfish. I don't think you can complain about Russ being selfish in that moment. 
it's a shot that didn't go down. But if, but if you're an NBA player and your specialty is shooting from beyond the arc, that's when you've got to hit the shot. Alex Sabrinas did not, just didn't do it last night. Let's hear from Paul George now as he talked after last night's game about some of the issues that the Oklahoma City Thunder are going through and what the Thunder have to do to get better as they get ready for the Denver Nuggets. You know, it's, it's, it's just tough. Regardless, they got um, two all-star players over there. Julius Randle is an argument with me and one of the top power forwards. Um, it's tough. They play hard and uh, they made some big plays. Paul, what did you think of that last sequence coming down the stretch that got you the three-pointer? Um, quick ball movement around the perimeter. Russell getting it to Steven and swinging it around. Uh, which, which play? I think it was late. Um, you on, my, on my three? Yeah, on your three. The one I made? Yes. Uh, yeah. I mean, we, we just attacked. We, we penetrated. Um, we got into the paint, teeth of their defense, everybody collapsed. Um, and, you know, Steve-O worked the second side, swung it to Dennis, Dennis swung it to me. What did you think of the shot Alex got? Uh, I thought it was a good look. I thought it was a good look. Um, you know, Alex is one of our best shooters on this team. Um, thought it was a good look for him. Well, Billy's talked about it. Like, continuing to play the right way. I thought we uh, we played, you know, really, really together. We was connected, offense and defense. Um, on defense, we swarmed. We, we did everything we could to get the extra 50-50 uh, balls or get the rebound. Um, and I thought offensively we shared it and got the ball to the open man. You know, sometimes it's going to work for us, sometimes it won't. Kind of on that topic, it seems like that's been a really positive step forward for you guys this year to kind of play the right way. What's what's kind of allowed you guys to get to that place? Where you, where well, I think I think myself, Russ, um, we know we can't do it alone. We know we need these guys. Um, and, you know, it's the only way we're going to get where we want to get to is if everybody's on the same page and everybody is, is you know, touching the ball, getting a feel for it. Um, our job is to make the game easy for everybody around us. Um, so, you know, if a guy is open, uh, we trust and, 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 you know, we rely on him to make, you know, those shots. Um, it's, it's, it, we just need everybody, everybody in this locker room. Well, are there nights where it just sort of feels like, I mean, you know, Russ had a rebound at one point that slips out of his hands and AD is right there and gets it, puts it in. Are there nights where it just feels like it, it bounces against you? Yeah, yeah. I thought um, we had a couple rebounds where, Intentions were good. We were, you know, flying in there to get rebounds. They're just going over our head. Um, it's tough. It's tough the way the ball bounces sometimes. Um, you know, you, you can't really scout um, or, or, you know, make up stuff for those kind of plays. It just is what it is. Have you seen a different approach from Russ specifically with the way he's kind of executed late in these close games? You know, the last few games he's really kind of – Made, kind of gone the extra mile to make the, the extra pass. Yeah, no, I mean, Russ is, is probably the most comfortable guy in those positions, um, late late position or late um, time on the clock positions. Um, he's going to make the right play, um, and, and we trust him. You know, he made the right play in that in that instance, um, drawing everybody to the paint, kicking out to, to Alex. So um, he's been doing that. He's been making the right plays. If you want to blame me for last night's loss, feel free because I did something I usually don't do. 
I ended up watching the ESPN broadcast. Normally, every time I get an opportunity to watch local, I watch local because the broadcast is going to be Thunder-centric. And that's one of the reasons why I like watching a local broadcast is because they're going to be talking about things that I want to hear about, especially when they're on the road. They're going to have had a chance to talk to the players when I haven't had a chance to talk about them. But last night, I chose to watch ESPN because I wanted to hear a little bit of national national perspective. And Doris Burke brought up the fact that the Thunder should be interested in Trevor Ariza. And I don't disagree with that. I just keep thinking that if I'm the Phoenix Suns, what would it take for me to be interested in giving Trevor Ariza and the rest of his contract to Oklahoma City? What am I going to get in return? And I settle for, and I was thinking about this. Okay, what would I want? Okay, now we could go play trade machine, see what works, see what doesn't work. But if I'm Phoenix, the first thing I want is one of those young players. I want either Hamadou Diallo or I want Terrence Ferguson. Whichever one you feel like you're more inclined to part with, let me know. I'm talking about, I, I, we have to start. The, the conversation has to start with one of them. Um, I may be interested in, in, in Dennis Schroeder, possibly if, if you're going to give him up and, if you want to give some sort of combination of Schroeder and one of those young guys, then I'll take Patrick Patterson off your hands because I know that the Thunder would absolutely love to dump them if I'm Phoenix or I'm going to keep planting that seed. Hey, we'll take this guy who's underperformed, but you better give us two other guys that are a little bit younger and can help us. And Schroeder's under contract. And hey, if you can work out in Oklahoma City, you can work out in Phoenix as well. From the Thunder, I don't bite on that. It's not worth it, and you need to go find that shooter someplace else. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I'm Eric G. Coming up next, we'll talk about what to do with Patrick Patterson and why this is not that easy of a decision for Billy Donovan. It's all right here on LOT. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked on NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We have another episode of Locked On Sooners available as well. You can get that on iTunes, Google, Stitcher, Alexa, and Spotify. It's part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's also available at LockedOnPodcast.com. The Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What are the Thunder going to do about Patrick Patterson? They could trade him, yes. Um, he holds absolutely zero trade value right now. It, I, I, I can't... I honestly, I could not think of a single team in the NBA that would want Patrick Patterson even for a salary dump. Right now, he brings you zero worth whatsoever. So what do you do about him? Do you just take him off the court, let him sit for a few games until he figures it out? Do you go Twin Towers, which is being suggested out there with Nerlens Noel and with Steven Adams? I don't know if I'm Billy Donovan because just having Patrick Patterson out there and the threat of him shooting a three-pointer is better than just conceding that it's not working. 
It's better that it's better to do that to have him out there than to tell your opponent, "We know this guy can't hit a three, so we're not even going to put him out there." And with these other two guys, we know you don't have to worry about them shooting threes. I don't, I don't like that. I at least like the idea of having him out there and for you to think about having to account for him. And when I say think about having to account for him. Most teams now have got the scouting report on Patrick Patterson. Uh, You've played enough games now where you know you don't really have to guard him. And you're going to be content with letting him take those open shots all game long because until he proves that he can actually hit the shot, I'm not wasting any resources over there. I'm I'm not looking at guarding him too much at all. But on the off chance that he does get hot, like Alex Abrinas has a tendency to get hot, that can certainly help Oklahoma City. It's just that's going to be so few and far between that it may not be worth it to have him out there even for the threat. And you've got to do something. Um, And sooner rather than later with, with Patrick Patterson, there's only so many times that you can give a guy an opportunity before he proves that he's not going to help you out in any way, shape, or form. And I don't know when that is for Patrick Patterson. I don't know if that's at the beginning of the year. Does Patrick Patterson get the next few weeks as an audition for the Oklahoma City Thunder? Or have you? do you have a big enough sample size now, and I th- certainly think you do, where you can feel comfortable going to him and letting, letting him know, hey, man, it's just... It's not working. So for now, we're going to go with Nerlens and Steven. And if they get in foul trouble, yeah, you're up. If something happens to Jeremy, but right now we just can't trust you being on the court because you don't give us anything. And I don't. It's not an easy. It's not an easy conversation to have with an NBA player. But something tells me that that is coming, and it's going to come sooner rather than it is later. After the game last night, uh, speaking of the Twin Towers, Stephen Adams had an opportunity to speak to the media, and here's what he said were the major issues with last night's game. Rotational box out's a, an issue tonight. Um, yeah, definitely. I mean, there was, there was one where we were just like, mate, we'll be doing a good, good job boxing out. Just get a real good bounce, you know. There's, there was a lot of those. Um, even when we, like, basically secured the ball, some of them will slip out. There's one where Russ, like, pretty much got slipped out, bounced towards it. And I was like, yeah, it's just messy, you know. Um, not sure exactly what it is. Maybe it is discipline with the little things, you know. But I felt like we were trying to box out for the most part. But again, those rotations, since they move so much, kind of makes the box outs a little bit more difficult, you know, because they're cutting constantly. Once you have a cut and the shot goes up, they now cover a lot of ground. All you have is just like a couple feet from you in the basket. Meanwhile, they have everything on the backside, you know, so it's a, bit, it's a little bit different, you know. Were they running, seemed like they were running Randall kind of right on the back of Davis's yeah. lobs. How hard is that to cover? Uh, like we, we focused it. They had a couple. They, they had the first one on me. It's um, uh, McGiddy. Mm-hmm. It's called a McGiddy cut. Yeah. Um, I mean, great from them. Good, good setup from the coach, man. It's just like a lot of attention to pick and roll. Better than just going downhill. But I feel like we, we, we fixed that for the most part, at least. Yeah, before we did a good job switching that up, showing that off. But yeah, again, bro, the biggest problems just came from lobs and shit like, like if we take away all the lobs, yeah, this guy was just getting like, shit, and dunks, fucking terrible. So yeah, just like, take away the lobs and stuff, make them kick out, 
same drive on there probably might have been a little bit different. Maybe. Steven, how tough is it? How tough is Anthony Davis on that second jump? I mean, you blocked him one time and it just went right back to him and he's right back up with it. But one slips out of Russell's hands and he's right back up. How tough is he to defend with his length and his athleticism on that second jump? Well, that's all it is, mate. Like, you know, again, terrific player. Really good scorer. Super long. You know what I mean? So, it's one of those players, man, where you can't... It's so fragile as well, you know? So you can't really give him too much contact because he gets his course. Um, but... He's again good player. You expect him to make that sort of, you know, around the basket sort of stuff. That's what we're trying not to let him get to there. You know, we want him to take these outside jumpers. For the most part, I feel like we did that um, when he made it. When we did guard the guard the sets, they kind of went to ISO with like kind of him. We end up taking like a some sort of jump shot, which is which is good for him. But yeah, not enough of those. What do you think about the way that Russell ran the game at the end of the game? Even though y'all are in a position where you know they might get up by two possessions, you, know, you still get that possession where Russell waits for you to come up, y'all swing around, get called to three. I mean, what do you think about the way y'all ran offense at the end of the fourth quarter? Um, which one was that? You same way. The way you ran offense at the fourth quarter. Was it the one in transition? Where you hit I me mean, in the pocket? Yeah, he hit you. I swung. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, Old Man does a great job always. Because he oh, attracts a lot of, a lot of attention. Mm -hmm. Just a read, mate. Made the right read. Hit me in the middle. Dude rotate. I had corner. Another rotation. PG like wide open. It's just, yeah, it was just one of those transition plays, mate, where, yeah, it's a, it's a tough scramble. Yeah. We, we struggle with this sort of So it's just one of those tough scramble ones. So, yeah. Kudos to him. What about free throws, Steven? How do you feel about the free throw game tonight? I mean, I want to make all of them. Yeah, that's the goal, but sometimes it just doesn't do the thing that you want it to do. So, One thing that we do have to be careful of as fans of the Oklahoma City Thunder, even though we know that this is a tight race, it's still only one of 82. And while they haven't really looked good over this last three-game stretch, and I think you really have to judge a team in stretches versus more than one game at a time. Well, this has not been that great of a three-game stretch for Oklahoma City. They're still in third place in the Western Conference, just a half game out of first, and things are still clicking along. And just like every other Thunder team, they're able to overcome their shortcomings to an extent. Uh, shortcomings this year being a guy like Patrick Patterson and a guy like Andre Robertson being out. They've been able to survive and play really good defense and do more than stay competitive throughout games. They've been able to win a lot of basketball games this year. So while we might be concerned where the Thunder are, I would put my panic meter no higher than a three or a four at most right now, thinking that the Thunder are going to be able to turn things around here in the next couple of nights. And it certainly would be good if you could turn things around against Denver since you need to get that win and knock them out of first place. And you're probably going to be fighting with them all season long for seeding in the playoffs. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. Coming up next, we'll wrap things up and hear from Brody. It's all right here on the Locked on Thunder podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked on NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. 
Locked On NBA. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Locked On Sooners is out, and we're very proud of that podcast, as well as we are Locked On Thunder. And you can hear Locked On Sooners just by going to LockedOnPodcast.com. Also, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, and Alexa. It's the Locked On Sooners podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We'll hear from Russell Westbrook coming up in just a moment. We've talked a little bit about the Western Conference, and it is worth mentioning that things are completely logjammed for the exception of the Phoenix Suns, who are 14 and a half games out of first place, everybody in the West still has a legitimate opportunity to make the playoffs. And as far as what that says about the Western Conference, I was in a conversation today uh, with one of my friends. He says, and in his thought is that the East is ever been as good as the West. Um, I will go, I think your top five are probably good and in some cases better than what the top five are in the West now. Yeah, I would take, um, I would probably take the Celtics over the Clippers and the Lakers at this point and certainly would take the 76ers over the Clippers, Lakers, Grizz, Mavs, and Sacramento Kings. And then there's the Bucks, etc. I really still, even with the loss last night, wouldn't take too many teams. Actually, I wouldn't take any teams in the NBA to beat Golden State in a seven-game series. But when I see the West as jumbled up as it is, and I see a team like the Clippers we didn't think much of this year. The Lakers, in my opinion, shouldn't be as good as they are. All the credit in the world to LeBron for having them where they are. Memphis, Dallas, etc. That doesn't scream to me that that is necessarily a great conference. What it screams to me is that There's some mediocre basketball going on right now, and it's just teams can't get separation. And is it going to be that way the entire year? I think it is. I don't think there's any reason for us to think the West is going to be anything but a dogfight from here on out. And it's it's not necessarily a good thing because I would rather you play stiff competition to get you ready for the Toronto Raptors or the Milwaukee Bucks in the NBA Finals. But considering the fact that I believe that Golden State is going to be the team that ends up making it out of the West, I don't think it matters what the rest of the teams do. And at some point, yeah, I do believe Golden State eventually asserts themselves and takes over full command of the Western Conference. And it's not a matter of if, it's simply a matter of when. Last time, the Nuggets and the Oklahoma City Thunderbat, Russell Westbrook, decided that he was going to do a shooting session after going nuts in the fourth quarter and taking an extraordinary amount of threes and, and hurting his team. How different will Russ be? Will he be mentally focused? Where was he last night after the game that the uh, Thunder had lost? And what did he think about Alex's last shot? Well, let's let Russ tell us all that right here on Locked on Thunder. You got Alex a pretty good look there at the end. What did you see as you fit the ball? Uh, got on the show? Uh, Russ, in terms of fourth quarter execution this year, it seems like there's been some really positive signs of growth with the way that you guys have kind of handled your offense. How have you seen that uh, take a step forward this year? Um, just executing. So we're taking our time to give the shot they want to make. We don't live by them. So, uh, okay. 
made a couple of big defensive plays there toward the end, get turnovers, led to some baskets. What was going on defensively in those possessions? Uh, just trying to make a play. Game going on, you got to try to make a play, give yourself a chance to win. Anybody else? Thanks, Russell. Thank you. Coming up tomorrow on Locked on Thunder, we'll take a closer look at the Nuggets and the Thunder as we get ready for Oklahoma City and Denver out in Denver. Very excited about that game and a game that the uh, Thunder need to win. Need to get a little uh, need to get a little payback for what the Nuggets did just a, just a little while ago here in Oklahoma City. I'm Eric G saying thank you so much for making us a part of your day. Thank you again for uh, supporting the Locked On Podcast Network. As always, may God bless you and your family. Everybody love everybody. And peace, love, and thunder up. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.